This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is the importance of networking and building connections while growing a business. Here to speak with me is Annie Davis, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Legends Boxing, a fitness franchise focused on boxing. Annie oversees all aspects of marketing for the Legends Boxing franchise chain nationwide, communicates with franchisees on their local advertising, ensures hitting all KPIs on a gym and corporate level, identifies market trends, and implements new marketing campaigns as needed. Prior to becoming the CMO at Legends Boxing, Annie owned her own web development and advertising agencies. Annie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, Annie, before we talk about today's topic, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in your career and how did you end up in marketing? Yeah, um, I'm happy to. So I uh, currently, I live and am based here in Utah in uh, Lehigh, where our headquarter office is for Legends Boxing. So I grew up in Reno, Nevada and moved to Utah a couple of years after high school and I knew that I wanted to um, do some sort of more creative role, but I wasn't quite sure what. And I worked for a few small businesses here um, in Utah, the various kind of administrative roles and assistant roles, and loved learning about the advertising and what and marketing overall, marketing strategy that they used. Although I didn't know that's what it was called at the time. I just knew that it was so exciting and I was so passionate about it. And I ended up working at a a company for adults with disabilities. And that's where I met my current husband. So very worth it to work there. But I ended up helping them with their uh, marketing and just the avenues that they were taking to promote their business and gather new clients and staff. And it was really hard because they were bound by a lot of Medicaid regulations and government red tape. And so for, after a while, I you know loved it, but really wanted to work somewhere where I had a little bit more creative room and bandwidth and fast forward a few years and I founded my own marketing and web development agency, um, Davis Designs, and um, ran that for from 2018 until uh, January of 2021 when it was acquired and um, I was approached by the founder of Legends Boxing, Rob Scott, and he uh, offered me a position as the chief marketing officer here. And it's just it's a dream come true. So I love it. It's it's all of the creative space that I've always wanted, along with an incredible team here. And we just get to do a lot of really exciting projects and seeing the franchisees grow. So I love it. Nice. Now, how has marketing from your perspective changed in the past few years? And, and where do you see it going? Yeah. So when I started really getting my um, hands into marketing and really learning, especially in the online space, but um, just overall, it was very, very focused on the end result and what the consumer was going to get out of it. And it was really common to see, especially in the fitness industry, which we're in, just longer term contracts, you know, six, 12 month membership contracts, and a lot of um, more regulatory, regulatory clients driven aspects. And since you know, I'd say 2018 or so when we really started getting into this space up until now, it has changed dramatically. You know, nowadays we look at on demand, there's a lot of freedom that the consumer is really wanting. 
and people aren't really wanting to be bound by contracts and they're really looking for something that's catered specifically to them. It's personalized and we've had to really adjust a lot of the strategy that we have internally based off of that. In addition, it's, I would say a lot of the leads and the prospects that we're trying to target in our demographic have much, much shorter attention spans for shorter windows, essentially, for us to really grab their attention with what we're promoting. And it was really common to have one to two minute videos or long form articles um, online that were performing extremely well a couple of years ago. And um, that, you know, the past few months, even I'd say the past season or two, uh, I've noticed that there's a big trend where people are just wanting shorter and shorter videos, um, shorter and shorter bits of content and just quick to the point. They want to know what the solution is and if it's customized for them. So I think moving forward, we're going to see a lot more of that. It's going to be a lot more personalized, a lot more dynamic. You know, it, one solution never fits all, but I think we're moving much more toward customized, customized products. And we've seen that the content that we produce that performs the best by far is actually our native in-gym content. So people are really wanting to hear hear what Legends is about or what, you know, our company is all about from other members, um, much more than what we could ever say about it. So some of our best performing um, ads and best performing campaigns overall have really been, you know, photos, video clips, quick little informal writings that our members have put together. And those just, they're blown, blow out of the water, anything that we have put together professionally or with a um, professional production team. So how do you use that information to grow? Obviously, I think it's a smart idea to use sentiment feedback from members. I, I think in one of our last podcast episodes, we, we talked about that there was one company that does webinars and the webinar would be run by the company, but the people speaking are customers. They would answer questions uh, for people that are interested in a product. Um, and therefore, it, it's much more, much less biased feedback. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We may have to take that <laughs> that idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I yeah. So I mean, it's changed a lot with what we've had to do. So even here, we've pivoted. You know, we have an incredible video and uh, photo production team that we work with here um, locally, and they're they're just phenomenal. But we've had to actually switch completely, do a one eighty on what we have them focus on and what we have our internal, essentially production uh, design creative team do. So it could not be more different than what we were doing, you know, for the first four to five years in, in being in business. And so we, uh, for a while had, I'd say 80 to 90% of all of our online um, customer facing content, all of the collateral were professional photos, videos, um, professional blog articles, all of this. It's very strategically, you know, put together There's a lot of thought behind it. And that's what I, you know, thought would always be performing the best. And it's so interesting to see that over the past 12 months, like if you looked at a chart, you would see a dramatic switch on what's what people are running to. So um, we run analytics, you know, ongoing, but we look at them very in depth every month, every quarter. And then um, we have a huge deep dive we do every year. And when we did the one for 2022 and kind of came up with our overall strategy and what big changes we need to make, we ended up switching and having um, our in-house team as long as well as a lot of our native 
um, gym content. So all of our members, you know, the pictures that they take on the in the workout themselves that are being posted to social media um, and just switching it. So we use all of that for, I'd say, 99% of our um, online marketing efforts. And we have our um, awesome vendors and contractors that we use for the more professional shoots. They come in and do more uh, tutorial videos for staff and training. And, um, you know, we have a lot of operations that go on behind the scenes with being a franchise chain. So we've really just had to flip it completely on its head. And with that comes a lot of procedures and, you know, processes that have to go into place to make sure that we're always um, encouraging members to take content that, you know, they're getting excited that they're on board to kind of be a part of our marketing. Essentially, we talk a lot about the tribe aspects, especially here at Legends Boxing, but we talk a lot about belong the tribe, you know, we're a community and we've had to kind of carry that same mentality over much more so into our marketing because, you know, we, we cannot, our headquarter office or any one small building, we can't fully broadcast what makes us unique and what the, the benefit is for the consumer. Um, but our members can, I would say it, it really changed a lot of our online um, focuses in terms of what the priorities are also like looking at Google reviews and just online, the reputation. So reviews, uh, pictures, what people looking us on social media, we've had to make sure that we are actively focusing and encouraging that because those do more for the brand and our credibility and just brand awareness than, um, than a lot of our campaigns that we used to do prior to that. Now, how do you approach growing a business? You obviously, before you became the CMO at Legends Boxing, you had your own web dev marketing agency. Did you apply a different approach then compared to Legends Boxing in order to grow the business? Yeah, um, I would say it all for me, I think everything comes down to connections, essentially. So I'm very connection and networking driven. And at the core of it, that's kind of what has grown both of them. Um, it's very different in some aspects, you know, with being a, with Legends being a franchise and having, you know, the both in many different areas, like I, you know, there's the pillar of membership growth. There's the pillar of how many locations and franchisees we have. And, you know, we have our gear and apparel. So that's the third pillar. We have events. There's, there's a lot. Whereas when I had the web development agency, it was essentially just active projects. So it was much more simple in that aspect when I was trying to grow Davis Designs in the beginning. But um, I think it just really comes down to connecting with people and, you know, consumers and just the general, you know, my network, essentially the people that I talk to a lot, they could care less what I'm offering at the end of the day. They want to know if it helps them, if it's a solution to their a need or problem that they have. And a good, good friend of mine um, who owns a big call center company here had said, you know, Annie, this was a few years ago. He said, you have to invest the time into networking. And I was early on into, you know, the whole growing companies and my career. And I kind of didn't understand the full uh, importance of that at the time. So I think I had said something like, oh, yeah, I, I'm sure it's important. I just don't have time right now. And he had said, like, no, you have to make time for that because there's a metric out there that we always refer to in marketing with it takes five to seven times for a potential customer to be exposed to your brand before they're typically willing to take action. 
And he had kind of related that to new connections and meeting people. And he said, you know, if people have never heard of you, you're not going to be first on their list to call or work with or recommend. And if they've, you know, even if you've never talked to them and they've seen you around at networking events and they know the name, it's going to go a long way. And he could not have been more right. So Davis Designs was for the entirety of growing it up until when it was acquired was uh, 90 to 95% referral based. So we did a lot of marketing in the sense of person to person connection, um, online webinars, you know, networking groups, but it really showed that you can absolutely build a business just with that focus of people. And we've applied the same sort of logic here at Legends. It's, we obviously have a much uh, more heavy hitting uh, advertising uh, aspect that we do as well with paid ads and all of that. But at the end of the day, what really helps grow the business is um, people knowing the faces behind it. And we often talk about what we refer to as, you know, the, the Walmart or the Amazon effect of everyone knows the company, everyone knows that name, but they don't necessarily know who's behind it. Like a lot of people could not tell you the top five people at Walmart um, and the executive team. And so we try really hard to make sure that we're visible. People are feeling connected to us as people that we're reaching out. We're always offering to help out other companies and other people when we need to. And um, it always comes back tenfold. Now, let's talk a little bit more about building connections and networking. How did you use that approach to grow Legends Boxing? So... In a few different ways, actually. So with memberships, I'll talk about the memberships and just the franchise, you know, locations because they're um, a bit different. With memberships, um, we go really hard with the referrals. So we make sure we're incentivizing members to have a reason, one, to have a good experience so that they want to be sharing that with other people. You know, no recommendation is ever going to be mean as much or be as valued as one that comes from a friend or family. So we want to make sure that they're always having a great experience that's well above just, you know, the good enough uh, benchmark. And then we really encourage them to refer friends and family in. So we're always running contests. We're always doing giveaways. We can structure it to where on paper, we may be losing a little bit of a profit if we're doing these referrals, but overall it absolutely ends up beneficial because um, the lifespan of a member ends up being much, much longer. They stay with the gym longer and then they're more uh, incentivized. And statistically, from what we found, the members that join because of a referral are much more likely to then refer other people. We also make sure that we're really uh, exposing the community and everyone we can to um, a lot of the what we call rock stars, but the people who really love representing our brand. So we try to not have a big divide between our our executive leadership team and you know our member coaches and our uh, clientele essentially because they're the ones who you know we often bring. I just brought a, one of our members here at our Lehigh gym to a networking event with me the other day, and they were just I think they were so excited, and they're, they're going to give you you know honest unbiased, unscripted opinion of, of why they're, why they're there. In terms of franchising, I think making connections is the number one thing that we've seen that has benefited the company as a whole and helped us grow. I am a huge fan of handwritten 
thank yous and handwritten notes. About five or six years ago, I read a book that I wish I could remember the name of because I talk about it all the time. I preach about it, but it was some book by um, a really incredibly successful business owner. And he had said that the best thing he ever did um, was to every time he's on an airplane, um, he would tear a page out of like a newspaper or a magazine or a little book and send it to someone um, that he had heard of or kind of knew of and just say like, hey, I was just, you know, it's been a while since we've talked and I was just thinking of you and this reminded me of you. And he said, you know, he would just kind of scribble it together, mail it as soon as he got to his hotel and it just exploded his business growth. And so we've applied that same principle. Um, When we do corporate, our corporate executive meetings every Tuesday morning, we start by having everyone write a handwritten card to someone in their network, whether it's you know, someone that they've met or someone that they want to thank for something. And it's always gratitude uh, driven. So we're not ever just reaching out to say like, hi, come try a workout because that's at the end of the day, not, not going to build a valuable connection. It's just going to be a sales pitch. So we try to do gratitude driven notes. And through that, we've had so many big opportunities come, you know, we have our, a big event every year, that we have here in Utah. It's a big executive fight night. And um, through the only people that really are involved in that are people that we have reached out to and that have made that connection with. Because, you know, if you're going to get on a stage and, and box and fight someone, um, you're going to have to have a lot of trust in the company and the trainer. Um, so I think through having our whole team have that same approach with making connections, um, it's really, I think, shown everyone here, including our junior leadership, that that's the, that's the way to open up conversations. Like no one, in my experience, no one's ever upset by hearing from someone who just wants to say thank you or, you know, say great job on this. I enjoyed your book. So that's something that we've, we've worked a lot on. Sorry, that was a really long answer on that, but <laughs> so I think no, that was, to talk about. yeah, that was some great information there. Well, any, how, how do you incentivize people um, that you, for example, use, to talk about legends boxing or do you incentivize them at all? Yeah. So we actually have had to try out a few different ways to really find what works. Um, And we've kind of figured out it comes down twofold. One, they want to feel everyone does, but they want to feel valued. So in the beginning, we tried to really automate it. And that was my first big, one of my first big initiatives here. Um, I was like, you know what, everyone who, you know, we see that leaves a review or that goes out of their way to um, kind of market on behalf of legends, whether we really ask them to or not to be brand ambassadors. Let's give them, you know, X amount of credit to our pro shop, which is where we have all of our um, our gear and apparel that we sell. And, you know, they were excited. They liked it, but we didn't really see a spike when we looked at the actual numbers behind it. It wasn't directly seeming to incentivize or excite them to to continue doing so. So we changed it and we we happened to kind of find what works on accident. I had written a couple just handwritten thank yous to them and called a couple of them and just said, Hey, like, you know, thanks for being a member. Um, you know, thanks for leaving this awesome review. I saw that you, you know, mentioned us on some other podcast that you were doing for your company. And I just wanted to grab lunch and thank you. And we saw a dramatic difference. Um, so they, we realized that the feeling valued and feeling like they truly belong and that they're providing something that, you know, we're actually really grateful for um, has just made a, a tremendous difference. So we do a lot of recognition. We do still try to give away, you know, financial incentives and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's just 
giving genuine, true compliments. Um, we are a big, big believer in Brene Brown has this quote about you always want to catch people doing something good because it's really opposite to, it's really easy to do the opposite. And so we'd go out of our way to make sure that we're doing that. And I think a lot of times it catches people by surprise. That's the goal. We don't want it to feel like it's an obligation or an automated response. So we try to have um, as many genuine, we call them micro connections, but little moments where you connect that um, are remembered over time um, as we can. And we have seen a dramatic difference in the number of people who are just without even asking them at this point, they are just out there representing, you know, our company and, and what we're about. That's really interesting. Now, you've obviously done this for a longer period of time. What are the no-nos that you discovered? So the things where you said, you know what, I should have not done this, or did this that approach didn't yield the result that I was hoping for? Yeah, so there's been quite a few uh, things that I've learned that work and don't work over the years um, in terms of just meeting people and making really valuable connections. Um, when I first started going to networking events, I would often get really excited to tell people about why I was there and what I was offering. And, you know, in our heads, we're always, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a good spot, you like what you do and you like where you work, you can't help but talk about it. And I'm obviously a talker. Um, I love doing things like podcasts and that, but I had to really learn to close my mouth and just listen because they obviously, people want to talk about themselves and they're going to have a lot better experience if you can just ask them a couple questions uh, about what they do, what their background is. And that was hard. Um, I got some good feedback early on in my career about that. And it took a while to sink in to do more listening, active listening than talking. But I think that was that was a big moment. Um, as soon as I really shifted that focus um, and went in thinking, you know, how how can I be of value to whoever I'm meeting? If I go into a big marketing, uh, networking get together where, you know, there's 50, 60 people, uh, I try to look out or if I know who's going to be there, look for a couple people and see who I might be able to, help who, you know, would be a really good connection for them, not for me. Um, and just learning to be, I guess, more selfless and take the time to get to know them in depth and do focus on what they're looking for has been, a, it's made a dramatic difference. That, that is interesting. I mean, what you're basically doing is you, you're kind of putting your needs in the back and really building connection, not necessarily for you, but, but to help the group of people that are within your network to make meaningful connections. And by doing so, you kind of stay in a, you know, in mind of, of the people that you communicate with. And at some point when, when the topics come up, you know, when you, when you had your web development agency, we need a new website or we need creative, um, then they would think of you basically without you having to kind of push it into their face. Exactly. Exactly. And I think as soon as I really understood that concept, it was like night and day. You know, I spent hours and hours at networking events and online webinars and um, especially during the whole COVID pandemic, you know, online, we had a lot of big symposiums that we went to and the ones that, you know, as soon as we were focusing on helping, just genuinely listening and helping others, um, we would leave with incredible connections and new friends every single time. And that's something that we, we still apply today. Now, as you're, as you're building 
your network, as you're growing your connections, it obviously becomes more and more challenging to keep up to date with everyone, right? And, and to, to foster the relationships that you have built in the past. How do you do that? How do you approach staying on top, you know, keeping relationships fresh and not kind of becoming someone that just, you know, collects connection, but that's it basically. Yeah. You know, it is hard. I'll be honest. It's really hard. Um, we have something that we use internally here at our company called um, a seven and 90. It just means seven touch points within 90 days. And it's something that we, it's a tool that we give all of our employees um, as an overall kind of gen- general guideline of how to stay in touch with people. And I've, I've really used the same kind of strategy with the, the people that I'm meeting and the connections I'm making. And it's not a very, it's not strict or structured or anything, but it's something that I've just kind of put onto autopilot. So for example, um, when I meet someone, if it's at all related to business, like if it's, you know, a play date mom, it's very different, but if it's at all related in the business realm, um, I'll send them a follow-up if it, whatever platform we're on. So if it's on LinkedIn the next day, within 24 hours, I send them a little follow-up just to say thank you. Like no advertising at all, no mentioning what I do. Cause if they're interested, they can click on my profile and learn. And I just say like, Hey, thank you so much. It was so great meeting you. Here's my number. Here's my email. If you have a, ever need anything. And then within about a week or two in my head, I'm kind of thinking who would they um, like to meet? Who would like, what tools did they mention? What problems did they mention um, that I might be able to help them with? Because then it's something that is coming from them. Um, and it's, it's similar to what you learn in the BN networking groups where you know, what's your ask? What's, what's, who's the type of person that you'd like me to introduce you to? So um, I don't mention that I'm thinking that I just over the next one to two weeks, kind of try to go out of my way to find at least one person to introduce them to. And after that, I try to just set up at least one more touch point. So it goes on, it's a pretty in-depth thing, but, and I'm, I'm a little weird, probably that I have a whole structured way of keeping friends and (laughs) connections, but yeah, I just try to make sure that, you know, I'm at least checking in a few times and I'm providing them something of value. And if I, there's times that I can't find anything, you know, I get to meet incredibly successful people who I would have no idea how to help. And um, so when that happens, I just try to send them like crumble cookies or even just, you know, a handwritten thing that says, hey, you know, I'm so impressed with what you're doing and I'm so grateful that we got to meet. Um, and typically after two to three times of just having a, a connecting moment without asking them anything at that point, you know, we're, we have a solid uh, friendship or relationship built. And um, it always comes back where if they need anything, like you said, a website or whatever, they end up coming back to me because um, I'm top of mind there. Perfect. Well, I don't think you're weird having a process in place, you know, (laughs) you know, we're all busy, right. And having, having process in place helps us staying on track, keeping focused on, on, on specific tasks. So I think it's great to have uh, something mapped out that you can follow um, and you're not missing missing anything, you know, in building that relationship. Well, Annie, thank you for joining me on the Performance About Podcast and uh, sharing your thoughts on, you know, how to use building connections and uh, networking to grow businesses. Um, if people want to, f- want to find out more about you and Legends Boxing, how can they get in touch? 
Yeah. So for me, um, the best way is probably LinkedIn. So you can just find me, uh, Annie Davis, or if you want to search or the URL, I think is slash Annie hyphen Davis hyphen Utah. So you're welcome to reach out on there. Uh, you can also email me. So it's Annie, A-N-N-I-E dot Davis at legendsboxing.com. And if you guys are anyone's interested in just looking at legends and what we do, um, you can just visit our website, so legendsboxing.com. And um, we have a lot of social media accounts as well. Sounds good. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the performance of the podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.